Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spartan Spotlight. I'm Justin Bind. I'm here with my co-host Corey Robinson. Big game, um, I guess. Big festivities, you can say, lined up this weekend at Michigan State. We're gonna dive into those and just recruiting as a whole these past several weeks. So, how are you doing today, Corey? It's been a while since uh, you've done one of these. Like doing good and uh, excited to get back on here now that we got some uh, quite a bit of news to talk about. It'd be a pretty action-packed show for us. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of guys coming up for this uh, weekend spring game. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, but I guess we'll just start uh, a few weeks back on the timeline going back to March and just kind of where recruiting has been trending recently. We had a, a lot of guys on the March visitor list that we were adding on the Shaw Lane message board. Definitely go ahead and, and check that out. Go ahead and subscribe if you're not a VIP subscriber. That's where all the news is pretty much broken. The stuff you see on Twitter is just a small, small percent of that. So yeah, just in the month of March, Michigan State just really killed it. Um, I guess the big picture takeaway there is just what they did with offensive line visitors and just who they had come up there. So just even going back to March 1st, the day the month started, they hosted Brian Green uh, on a two-day official visit, who was the transfer from Washington State. He ended up committing, obviously. Then you kind of head into the middle of that month, March 17th, uh, top 50 2024 prospect CJ Carr, who's a five-star, uh, obviously the grandson of Lloyd Carr. You've probably seen that covered a lot on Twitter. Um, this is probably like his third or fourth visit to Michigan State. And then you kind of move into the, the first big recruiting weekend, which was March 19th. They had top 100 four-star offensive guard Madden Sanker, and then two top 500 tackles in Trevor Lauk and Joe Crocker. So that's where you started to see that um, coach cap really started to get some momentum and having a lot of these guys start visiting. And then you had four-star linebacker, Phil Picciotti from Pennsylvania, and then four-star wide receiver, Anthony Brown from Ohio, also visiting that same day. Uh, so yeah, already off to a good start with offensive line recruiting there. Then you move into the middle of that week and you have five-star Samson Okunlola visiting from Massachusetts. He basically kind of said that Michigan State will be getting one of his official visits, and he's not sure if he even wants to take all five of them. So that's a really great um, kind of takeaway there for how Michigan State should feel about him. Then uh, fast forwarding a couple of days on the 24th at Cole Dellinger, four-star uh, from Clarkson, Michigan, a guard. We have Crystal Balls for him to end up at Michigan State. Charlie Simmons, uh, he's another guy on the offensive tackle board. And then another huge visit weekend on the 25th and 26th. They had a top 100 offensive tackle, Chase Pasantis from New Jersey, show up. You had uh, Andrew DePape, obviously currently committed. Jonathan Slatt currently committed. So to have those two current commits around Pasantis, that kind of built a lot of momentum for one of the guys that's probably like top two or three on Coach Cap's board for offensive tackle. And then you have Luke Hamilton, Daniel Kalen, Andrew Hines, three really good 2024 kids, a wide receiver, Andrew Marsh as well from down in Texas. Uh, he actually, Corey can talk about this a little bit as we start talking about the spring game later on, but he has uh, a trainer that's very well connected with a lot of 2023 guys as well. And then Jalen Thompson and Ryan Coretta to round out the month of March. So uh, Jalen Thompson, obviously a guy that has Michigan State crystal balls. A lot of you are probably familiar with the way that recruitment is trending. 
so yeah, just the month of March, the big takeaway there, as you'll also kind of see as we touch on the beginning of April here, just a lot of offensive linemen hitting town. First week in April, kind of the same thing. You had Shamurad Umarov, a four-star from Georgia. You had uh, Hayes Johnson, offensive tackle from Kentucky. Peyton Kirkland, we'll talk about him quite a bit later on in the episode. You have Jonathan Slack coming back. You have um, just a lot of these, a lot of these offensive linemen that are making it look like Michigan State will have a lot of great options there. So that's kind of the names. And Corey, now I'll just turn it over to you to kind of just hit on what you thought of any of these kind of visitors that came before the spring game and uh, how you would kind of just sum up the last six weeks or so. Yeah, I think it's been uh, really successful. And like you mentioned, offensive line, just the amount of top targets that have been on campus. I think, uh, I think we have maybe, I don't know, 12, 15, I don't know the exact number of offensive linemen that are kind of in that plan A category and every single one of those guys has been on campus already up to this point um the ones that stuck out like you mentioned five stars samson okaluna mm-hmm. uh, michigan state has a legitimate shot with him he's probably only taken three official visits i think in june and, and that might be at the most and michigan state's one of them so they're doing great there uh cole dellinger um Chase Pathantis, getting him up here for a multiple-day visit. I know they did a lot of uh, really great, uh, made a huge impact on him while he was up here on the visit. So Michigan State, I think they're, he, he released a top eight recently. I think Michigan State's in the top portion of that top eight, maybe the top one, two, or three for him. And then Andrew Marsh, you mentioned him. 25 kid he's going to be a really highly ranked kid in that class out of texas he trains with a guy in texas who uh also trains uh dj hicks the is he still the number one offensive or defensive lineman in the country or he's number two i can't remember in the latest update but anyways a five star and then uh reuben owens the number one running back in the country out of texas 2023 He's going to come up here this weekend with those guys. So uh, that was almost like at the time that Marsh visited, I mentioned, like, obviously Marsh is great and it's good to get him up here, but it was a visit that had a lot more things tied to it. And now you see both of those guys, uh, Hicks and Owens, coming up this weekend to Michigan yeah, State. Definitely. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And then, I mean, defensively, I thought they did a Good job getting Patty uh, uh, up here and Jalen Thompson. So overall, I thought that the defense did a pretty good job getting guys up in March. And then, but definitely, I, I would definitely give uh, Coach Cap the uh, the award for Recruiter of the Year, getting a uh, month for getting all of those guys up here in March right. and early April. Yeah, and you really wouldn't judge um, the recruiting success of the month based on what they kind of got in terms of commitments because right about now, a lot of kids are not committing just because official visits are around the corner. So um, really, if you didn't commit in January and February, there's not really a huge incentive for you to commit with kind of just the most important part of your recruiting calendar 
um, on the horizon here. So obviously some people will commit, but like, I'm not judging how well cap did this past month, just by the fact that, Oh, they didn't lead land commitments. So I don't get what these guys are excited about. No, it's about setting the table for the summer. And in that regard, Michigan state is in on so many really good offensive linemen and guys at other positions. But one of those offensive linemen um, who kind of falls under this topic of the pre-spring visit um, category, Peyton Kirkland, uh, we touched on him a little bit when I was running through the names, but he's a kid all the way down from Florida. Uh, he gave Corey uh, a really great uh, visit recap. Definitely go check that out article out. Um, he had a lot of strong words for the program, for the staff said he fell in love with Michigan state uh, said that he basically sees it as his home. And then after that, a couple of days later, Corey had another article that was exploring the possibility of a, a package deal between Peyton Kirkland and miles McVay. McVay is a top 150 offensive tackle from Missouri. Another really, really good uh, offensive lineman that has Michigan state in his very, very top group. And uh, those two guys called each other, their younger and older brother, uh, not sure how that works as I think they're the same age, but you kind of get the idea of those guys, both liking Michigan state a ton, both having Michigan state in their top three or four. And uh, that kind of makes you excited. And then the next day I had an article after talking to Kirkland's mom and she had a really glowing account of her perception of Mel Tucker. And she essentially said that the staff cares about the entire personhood of a student athlete, not just kind of what they do on the field. Uh, she attributed all of this to Mel Tucker and said that I believe it comes from him and he's a very, very impressive coach. And she said that it just made the decision really hard because she said she walked around Michigan State and it felt like home. So you have kind of a kid all the way from Florida who has options like Miami and Florida that he's heavily considering suddenly taking unofficial visits to Michigan state and saying, Hey, this might be the place for me. Obviously you can see how that uh, would lead to a kid being torn, but yeah, I think Michigan state's kind of in the top three there. And uh, I guess, yeah, we can transition to the spring game now. And uh, this, this is just a really, really impressive visitors list. Um, yeah. I mean, Corey, I guess, what is the theme that sticks out to you right when you look at the visitors list? Like what is something that is catching your eye just at first glance? And it's never been done here before. Right. Like that, that would be my big thing. It, they've had, uh, in, in the peak Antonio years, they had some really good junior days, but that was mostly kids from Ohio and Michigan. You look at this list and you have, uh, five star two five stars from texas a five star from img academy uh down in florida like uh your number one tight end uh target jelani thurman from down in georgia uh Enal Etta from texas jordan hall from img in florida so you just uh the commits Riscano from down there uh, the tape in iowa so it's like anywhere you look there's somebody elijah page and Deuce in Arizona, so it's just the not even how good the players are, but it's just that it's literally a, across the entire country when you look at the visitor list where all right. of these guys are coming from. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually exactly 
what I start off my article with that I'm dropping here tomorrow that kind of explores how unprecedented this weekend is. It's that, yeah, the talent is one thing. Yeah, I don't know if Michigan State has ever gotten three five stars from out of the region to visit in a whole cycle, let alone in a day. That's only part of it. It's just the the uh, the widespread nature of these visitors. And you're looking at the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The top ten ranked 2023 kids are all from outside of the state, and nine of those ten are from outside of the region. Andrew DePate from Iowa is a Midwest kid, but nine of your top visitors are from outside of the Midwest. And you can go further down the list, and your 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th visitors are also from outside of the state. And then this was 2023. You have out-of-state 2024 four-stars visiting as well. So it is just unreal, the reach. And uh, that kind of just tells you the public perception of the Michigan State program, because in an official visit, you can kind of see that kids are willing to fly from far away. The staff would pay for the flight, for the lodging, for the food and all that. But for an unofficial visit like a spring game or even for just the last six weeks of recruiting, for people to take uh, trips across the country to visit Michigan State on their own dime, to me, that's the truest indicator of their level of interest in a particular football program. So just just what's happening here at Michigan State, I don't think it's selling hope or being uh, too optimistic to use the word unprecedented. I, I have never seen anything like this. Corey said he hasn't seen anything like this. So obviously you have to land some of these guys, but that doesn't mean that you cannot look at what this means. and It doesn't have other takeaways. Like, like I said, this is a barometer for how Michigan State is perceived nationally. And it really is impressive. And like, you look at the success they've had with the kids that came up in March and came up in early April ahead of the spring game, where this was kind of like a setup. So, so I guess the analogy would be for people that love baseball, like Stephen Brooks. Uh, yep. This is like March and April was kind of that setup guy in the eighth inning, <laughs> and June is where you hand it over to your closer and you try to close these things. So the amount of success that they did on getting the guys they had to get locked into June and not only locked into the visit, but at the top of the list for the recruitment. Uh, like I, I don't think uh, I can say enough good things about what they've set themselves up for. Now, obviously they got to close, but as you, we all saw last June, they're pretty successful at closing on the yeah. top guys when they get them up here on a summer official visit when there's no practice, there's no games, there's no distractions. It's just uh, 48 hours of uh, getting the kid on campus and showing them what you have to offer. Right. Yeah, it really is impressive. And uh, yeah, that's a good analogy of the setup made with baseball. And uh, that kind of reminds me, if you're listening to this, feel free to go ahead and tweet at Stephen Brooks any sort of question or take you have regarding baseball. I'm sure he would love that. And he would uh, enthusiastically uh, have a long discussion with you about baseball, baseball super fan, Stephen Brooks. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I think uh, you're absolutely right about looking at last year and seeing how they performed on those June official visits and how they closed at the rate that they closed with. Uh, I guess we will see if they get commitments from these March weekends. But up until up until March, Michigan State had a streak 
where not a single big visit weekend came and went without somebody from that visit weekend committing. And like I said, in March, the factor that plays in there is official visits coming up soon. So those guys might not be committing immediately or within a month or two of the visit, like the June officials. But I wouldn't be surprised if that streak continues once somebody from those weekends commits in the near future. But that just tells you how well this staff makes impressions on visits. And all these guys are visiting for the spring game. A lot of them, if not pretty much all of them will be giving Michigan state a uh, official visit. And then you're back to looking at the track record of how they close on these official visits. So it's impossible not to be optimistic about what we're seeing here. And like, just to kind of put it in perspective, like, like Francis Maui Goa from Florida IMG Academy, when Corey and I were kind of alerted that he was going to be making the uh, trip to the spring game, like he wasn't even somebody that was really on my radar. Like I had to go and dig into him. Like, obviously I heard the name and I knew that he was a five-star, but like there are people just coming out of nowhere and being put on the radar and interested in Michigan state and and making the trip up. So just like a side tidbit for you guys, it's, it's like, that's really how in real time it even feels for us sometimes is wow, it's just guys coming out of nowhere to to have and showcase interest and have an interest in Michigan State. Yeah, what's kind of funny with Francis, how you mentioned him, is he had released the top 12 a little while ago, and Michigan State wasn't even on that. Right. But now he's getting ready to release the top five soon, and there's a good chance, uh, top five or six, and there's a good chance that Michigan State, after this visit, is going to be on that. Yeah. So just shows that those top lists a lot of times uh, aren't the end-all be-all for a lot of them if, if, yeah. as long as the prospects are still in Michigan State is still going to recruit them and right. how you see it paying right. off where you, you get him coming up here this weekend and now you have a shot to again get into that June official if you can get and crack his top five. Yeah I think that's a good point especially with uh, the frequency that you kind of see top list being tweeted out these days. It's kind of good to keep in mind that, especially if it's um, being posted well before decision date, or if it's just one of those large, um, like top 12, top 15 kind of lists, fan bases should not view that as, oh, Michigan State didn't make this list. So that's about the end of it. Now, if a school uses that as a reason to kind of understand we might not be in the driver's seat of this recruitment, let's cut back on the time we spend on it, that's fine. You might see that. But if the school decides they're going to keep pursuing through not making a cut of a top schools list at that point, that top schools list is pretty much meaningless. So um, just a good point there that you made and something that fans should always keep in mind. But yeah, it's just... They always have that thing still 100% open. Right. Yeah. (laughs) There's truth to that in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's true. My rule of thumb is... If it's a top schools list that is bigger than five, I don't make any note of it. And if it's a top schools list where they say it's a hundred percent open, I don't make any note of it, even <laughs> if it's a top two or three. But now if it's a top five or a top four, or a top three, where the kid says, I will be only focusing on these schools going forward. Thanks to everybody else that gave their time. Then that's really where the kid is saying, all right, guys, I'm really overwhelmed with all the communication from all these schools. I really only want these three schools to contact me anymore. So that's really where you can put weight in a top schools list. But uh, yeah, so just overall to wrap up the spring game component here, like 
like Jelani Thurman, Eno Etta, Jordan Hall, like any of these guys alone by themselves would be like a headliner for this sort of an event. That's Michigan State's number one target at tight end. One of their top targets at defensive end, one of their top one or two targets at linebacker. And then now you have three five-star guys on top of that coming from Texas, Florida, and Texas respectively. So, and then you have all five of the current commits uh, that are going to be visiting. And that was not going to be a guarantee. It's not that way for a lot of schools, especially when you look at DePate from Iowa, Risano from Texas, uh, Bo Edmondson from Texas. So it's kind of impressive that they got total buy-in here from current commits and obviously the interest from the guys that are not committed. And then 2024, like you see Jacob Odin, who I believe is the fourth ranked kid in the state of Michigan, Jeremiah Beasley, Jameer Benjamin, um, and then you have Jalen Watson, who I think he's a 10th ranked kid in the state. So like you have half of your in-state top 10 in 2024 visiting and even just looking at 2024 recruiting in general, like Michigan state has had all top three kids. Um, you're looking at uh, CJ Carr, you're looking at Nick Marsh and some of these kids, Michigan state has been putting a lot of work in with them and they've visited campus three plus times. So just a side note there of Michigan state has gotten a great head start in in-state 2024 recruiting as well. But I guess my question is, Corey, is there anything else that you would like to articulate from this visitors list? Um, yeah. And even 20, 25, stretch it down there. Right. Horn, yeah. Nickel, Ryan G. Yeah. job and getting these guys to show up, but they can't do much about creating an actual 
um, atmosphere that is uh, engaging and loud and uh, with a lot of fans in the stands. And I know they really wanted to do a full game, um, like, a, like a real game, but only seven healthy offensive linemen makes that very hard. Uh, they will have to do an offense versus defense for those small live scrimmage portions that they're going to be doing. Um, but even then, like you can't even sub out more than two guys uh, as a whole. So it just made it really difficult and they couldn't do that for a long period of time, but they, they really couldn't do a full scrimmage. But other than that, like they did all they could to make sure that this game had a lot of buzz. So the fans showing up is def- something definitely that they would appreciate but yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, you have a lot of recruits coming. You have parents of true freshmen coming. I know uh, Kayton Hauser's family, Jack Nichols' family. I'm sure a lot of other families are coming up for this game. And the, the football program just has a lot of excitement right now. And I actually forgot to even mention some of the other April visitors. I kind of stopped after the first week of April. But just this past week, Michigan State had Chance Rucker uh, make the trip to East Lansing yesterday. Uh, Jake Merklinger, who's a top 200 quarterback in 2024 uh, from Georgia, who has a Michigan State offer. Uh, those two guys were on campus on April 12th yesterday. Rucker's a guy that Michigan State really, really likes at defensive back, uh, cornerback. He's a, he's a physical guy, but more important, he's a very fluid guy, plays uh, for Denton Ryan, He's a guy that does a great job uh, staying with receivers right in their hip pocket. He's able to change direction, explode. He's able to get to a lot of those underneath late breaking routes that you really need uh, fluid hips for. He has some kick returns that you really get to see his explosiveness and burst in. Uh, He's a really impressive kid. I think uh, when the time comes here in the next four years or so, and he's at his pro day, I think he's going to do a really good job in the three cone and some of these drills and, Michigan State sits in a pretty decent spot with him. He doesn't really post his visit pictures or hype up where he's going. He just quietly heads over to the school, builds a relationship with the staff, goes home. So he's a kid to keep an eye on. I know Corey really likes him. Steven likes him. Um, and then the only other final note I would make about April visits is Peyton Woodyard of 2024 five stars visiting. And that brings me to the point of what Stephen Brooks reported here recently of four kids or sorry, six kids in the top 30 in 2024 visiting pretty much all five stars. Uh, I, I will kind of leave you just the teaser there and you can go check out our site for the names, but you're looking at, I think four kids from the top eight. So unbelievable, just unbelievable there. That storyline, Corey, anything on those guys or anything else at all? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let them come check that out on the site. Uh, it's a pretty good thread there, so they can find it out. And then uh, I guess another one was uh, 2023 Florida cornerback Eddie Pleasant. He was up mm-hmm. here uh, last week. Uh, I think uh, that visit went really well. And uh, he's a guy I think you could play at corner, you could play at nickel, um, high football IQ. Some of those guys, when you watch their tape, you can kind of see that they really understand the game. They take the uh, right pass to the ball carrier and run support. He takes those right angles uh, in the pass uh, coverage. He stays in the hip. He keeps his eyes on the quarterback, kind of reading what they're doing. Uh, uh, just a complete corner, but I think he could even play safety outside of the box, even at free safety. Uh, I think he's six foot six one, 
180 pounds, but he looks almost thicker than that. So I don't know if that weight's going to be accurate, but I think that's a guy that Michigan State sits really well with. He had a very strong relationship with Marco Coleman dating back to when he was still at Georgia Tech. I think had Marco Coleman stayed at Georgia Tech, uh, Pleasant would be committed to Georgia Tech by now. So that kind of opened the door and uh, Harlan Barnett saw him, saw his tape and kind of got an idea of what he had with him from Marco before that was officially publicly announced. He kind of showed that and Harlan really liked him and uh, started reaching out and talking to him uh, multiple times a week. And now his two best relationships uh, seem to be with Marco and Harlan. So that's generally a good sign when you have your two best relationships on the same staff. Yeah, no doubt. That's definitely a name to watch. I'm glad you kind of ran through what you think of him as a player and what his recruitment is kind of looking like. Uh, But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend. Uh, hopefully a lot of you will be there and, uh, I know 13, four and five stars are definitely going to be there. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess if you see Corey and I over there, feel free to say hello. We appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast and everyone that subscribes to the site. And, uh, like I said, go check us out over at the Shaw Lane VIP message board at spartantailgate.com. That is where all of this stuff gets broken and much more and a lot of insight on maybe why a kid um, hasn't committed yet, who we might think might be committing soon, what we feel about every single one of these recruitments. Uh, We try not to let a single question go unanswered. So you definitely should try to make your way over there and subscribe. Uh, That about wraps it up. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time.